Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I thought I'd do something new today. Today, we're going to do some mindfulness activities. And you kind of caught me. I was kind of getting into the the groove of this ukulele music. Kind of makes you want to move. Before we get started, let's do some mindfulness music. Get yourself in a comfortable position. No, we're not going to do any square dancing. We're just going to sit comfortably in our chair. Feet on the floor. Hands on your knees if you would like. And just roll your shoulders Alternating back, one, two, back, 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 back. There you go. Okay, I'm going to change directions. I'm going to go forward. You ready? One, two, one, two, we're going forward. Roll your shoulders, roll your shoulders forward. Getting kind of loosened up there. I'm so glad you came and joined me today. Okay, now let's just lift the shoulders up side. Side, lift it up. One shoulder up, lift to your up to your ear, then let that one down, and then go up on the other side to your ear and let it down. Alternating. One, two, up, down, up, down, up, and that we're all warmed up. Are you ready to begin our time today in Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast? I'm going to turn the music down. And before we get started, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, thank you for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to my listeners wherever they go. All right. So let me tell you a little bit about what we are going to do today. I would like to share a exercise with you that I adapted from a website called StressedTeens.com. And this website offers a lot of different resources, mindfulness resources for teens. Stressed Teens is a business that began 
in 2004, and it uses evidence-based mindfulness stress reduction uh, practices for teens. Um, I'll put the resource link in the description, and I encourage you and invite you to explore and read a little bit more about StressedTeens.com. I like a lot of their um, activities. I use some of their tools. I teach uh, preteens and teens and also um, kindergartners and all the elementary grades in between. And so I have found the information creative and for children, it really uh, promotes their interactions and open up um, discussions about different things that we do and different activities we do in class. And so, again, I'll put the resource link in the, um, the description, and uh, I'll be starting, just to let you know, make a little announcement, I'll be starting a certification um, program uh, through Stress Teens f uh, to become um, certified in mindfulness practice with the uh, teens age groups. So I'm eager and excited to begin that 10-week program. And along the way, I'll just look forward to sharing some of that information with you so you can grab your teenagers, preteens, any age. It's very, very good. And uh, learn with me and practice with me. It'll be wonderful. It'll be, it'll be great. Now, the thing I know um, that my practice is a bit different than um, many mindfulness facilitators and instructors is I do base my program on evidence-based uh, information. I venture a little bit different in that I don't use bells or chimes or um, chants. You may notice that. And I do that intentionally. I do that because in the emphasis of transition um, in our lifestyle, you're driving along and an episode uh, triggers some kind of strong emotion with you or with my, um, the children who I teach, you know, they're in class and they may have some type of experience that triggers anxiety. Well, I, I teach how to use the body as an anchor to pull within and to be aware that they can use their practice anywhere they're anyway anywhere they go and and I intentionally teach it without chants bells or chimes because they may not have any of those tools and so so far I have gotten wonderful results. I've gotten many compliments from teachers 
and parents. So my practice is a little bit different, and um, I like to be open to learning uh, different practices, different activities, and then what I do is I adapt it for my practice with transition awareness breathing. With that being said, another goal of my practice is transition awareness breathing can be used regardless of anyone's um, religious affiliation or cultural practices because I really keep it pretty evidence-based. Um, I use a lot of health promotion um, to facilitate wellness. And so it's a flexible program. And I encourage um, if someone has who has never practiced mindfulness, I hope that they can feel comfortable without any reservations of or expectations that um, they will have to do something that makes them uncomfortable. Okay, so that was my little announcement. So here we go with this practice that I have adapted. It's called um, the wave exercise, and that's uh, the name of the exercise or the activity in the stressteens.com. But I've changed it a little bit, and I call this scaling the wave to mindfulness awareness. The goal of this activity is to bring an awareness of a level of importance to things that are important to our basic needs, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's um, what I'm using as a foundation as I share this information is to get a little bit more clear. And so what you'll need is um, some paper, any kind of paper will do. So I'll let you get that. And also a pencil and maybe about four or five different color markers. Okay, so I'll wait for you to get your um, material and then we'll continue when you come back. All right, now if you're driving, it's just great just to listen and you can kind of think about your responses and that's okay too. I'm going to read uh, a list of topics and then I'm going to ask that you rank them on a scale of 0 to 10. 0 meaning not important, 10 meaning very important. Okay, so that's the first step. So I'll begin. Food. How important is food to you? So on your paper, just write food or F and then put the number of your ranking. The next one is water. How important is water to you? And if it seems like I'm going a little fast, just 
uh, you may have to play it over again, but I'll just continue. Shelter. How important is shelter to you or your house where you stay, your apartment? Friends. How important on a scale of 0 to 10, you're ranking each one. And so write the number down for that one. Family. And so you're ranking families on a scale of 0 to 10. Spiritual beliefs. And rank that one from 0 to 10. The next one is sleep. And following that is safety. The feeling of being safe in a safe environment on a scale of 0 to 10. And the last one on my list is money. How important is money to you on a scale of 0 to 10? Okay, so next we're going to rank the level of stress and how it would feel if you didn't have one of the um, items on your list, how it would feel. So, for example, we're going to use a scale of zero, meaning no stress, and 10, meaning absolutely a lot of stress. So for food, if you didn't have any food, how would that feel? How much, on a scale of 0 to 10, what would your level of stress be if you could rank that? Okay, now the addition to this ranking, whatever you ranked it, what color would that number represent? Just choose a color. It's like, so for me, for example, food. Okay, food is is pretty important, but other things are more important to me. So I might give food because I need it for survival and some things. Um, I might give food maybe a six. That's just for me, just as an example. And so I would choose a color um, if, on the scale of zero to 10, I would rank my stress if I didn't have any food at a six. And so I would choose a color that would represent that number six. And so maybe I would color it pink, not red, but for me, pink. Okay. 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 So let's do another one. Let's say friends. On a scale of 0 to 10, now uh, 0 meaning no stress and 10 representing a lot of stress, how would you rank not having any friends on a stress scale of 0 meaning no stress and 10 meaning a lot of stress? Okay, now, after you write your number down, what color would represent that number? And everyone's colors are different. The colors um, are very personal. 
And so I would encourage you not to look at other people's colors or allow yourself to box yourself into a thought of, well, I can't use that color because that's supposed to be a happy color. I can't use that color because it's a sad color. Just use whatever color that you want to use. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you use what color you want to do. Okay? Now, with the, those two, we did food and friends. Now, turn your paper over and draw. Um, turn your paper over um Position it horizontally and draw a line that represents some big waves, maybe some California waves. And we're just going to start with two. If we were together in a in a, a class, I would have um, maybe the handout or or have you draw more waves. But we're just doing two right now. Okay, so color the wave one wave that represents the food topic and um, how it feels if you didn't have any food that your level of stress that you indicated. Okay, color that wave, whatever color you, you chose. So for me, I would color that wave pink because that's the level of stress that I indicated for the number six. Then, after you finish coloring that wave, go to the second wave that you drew. A big, big wave that represents friends. And color that wave, the color that you chose that represents the stress, on a scale of 0 to 10. Whatever color that you chose. So you should have two different colors um, if you feel that well I'm going to change I'm going to choose the same colors maybe I would encourage you to make it a little bit different so that you could see the two different waves okay okay that's the first part of that exercise <laughs> the second part is as you look at your waves and your numbers. What could you do to decrease the level of stress? So you can write it on your paper or just kind of think about it or talk about it. What things could you do to decrease the level of stress, decrease that number? So for me, um, if I want to, if it causes uh, a level of seven for me, if I didn't have any food, uh, so maybe I would find, uh, monitor myself in a period of day of when I tend to get a little bit more hungry and include some healthy snacks or something like that. Or maybe um, if it has something to do with my ability to buy food, maybe I would monitor what I'm putting my money into so that I could have uh, the food that I would need. I mean, I'm just using my imagination 
just to give some food for thought. Okay, and then for friends, what, whatever number that you chose for the level of stress, what could you do to decrease that number of stress? And we're not talking about huge changes. Maybe if you chose a seven, like for me, maybe I would decrease my number to a five. Okay, so what, what we're thinking about is how important something is and how, if we didn't have that topic, how it would make us feel. And then finally, what can we do to change? And so the goal of it is to be aware that things that's important to us, and maybe if we didn't have it, stimulate some strong feelings, that maybe there's some things that we could do to decrease our level of stress. I did this with my students on Monday. And you know, I've been working with them for a while. And, you know, one of the students said, you know, I would do mindfulness breathing to decrease my stress. So, and then another uh, student said that uh, for food for them would be to have healthy choices. So these, these students I've been working with since the beginning of the year. So, you know, I was really impressed with some of their responses. And so I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. I would like to share it with you. And um, so today I'm going to share it with my younger uh, class. And I'll see how it goes. But this is all about reflection. It's about becoming aware. And what... Um, I'm doing is breaking down Maslow's hierarchy of needs, particularly those basic elements. And sometimes, you know, we fluctuate in those things that's important to us. Sometimes those things change depending on situations, environments, our age, changes, and things like that. But in closing, we should never feel in my opinion, that things are out of our control, that we have some level of response that we could choose to make to decrease our stress and move through the anxiety or the stress. So I'm going to leave you with that. And you can uh, continue this exercise or share it with someone else, play it over again, and uh, rank all the other items that we talked about. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Ruth's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. 
Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's available now at Amazon.com. 